0: Take five Welcome to Her Fantasy Football, the Combine Edition. Make sure to hop over to Blog Talk Radio backslash Her Fantasy Football and sign up for our podcast and on iTunes. If you would like to see what we are up to between shows, subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com. And if that's just not enough of us, please reach out to us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB or on Facebook backslash HerFantasyFootball. I am your host, Courtney Kirby.
1: And I'm Ashley Williams.
0: And I'm Brandon Lee. Buckle your seatbelts. This show is full of opinions, exciting news, and people that, you know, we probably won't draft. It's yeah. awesome. Oh, the yeah. Combine, where college athletes show the NFL what they can do for them or what they can't sometimes. Uh, the forties is kind of my
2: favorite. Yeah, I actually liked all the faces they make. Have there was actually like so, someone did like a like a collage of the faces from the forty. It was pretty awesome. I was like, but
1: wow, you know what? As a are... former sprinter, I'm offended because we Ooh. all make ridiculous faces, and I don't want I somebody collaging all the ridiculousness of what you look like <laughs> when you're running. No. Terrible. I mean, hilarious, <laughs> but terrible.
2: Terrible. I, you yeah. know what? I'm making these faces, and that's going to be the freeze frame on YouTube. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It always goes
1: on a weird freeze frame. You notice this? I'm like, what is the rhyme and reason as to what uh, random you... thing it selects
2: in terms of what going to be on the YouTube? I and don't it's know. usually random. Supposed... It is. It's almost. All... <laughs> I would say 85% of the time it's yeah. me. Uh, did you know that you can actually select the freeze frame? I did not. Yeah. Well, then, well, I'm not I gonna, gonna it fix it, day, Brandon.
0: It's not gonna no. fix it. We like to see the surprises yeah. on your face. I
2: like. That. It's. Oh. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's- Which speaking of, we adore all of you. But I have a heinous cold. So if you are wondering who is this person, it is still me, Brandon. I just sound very funny, and I also am a little cold induced medication wise. So. I think you might so actually so. have the lowest voice this show. I think I think so. I mean, at a certain point, for sure. <laughs> I haven't been talking much today, so I've been saving it up, saving it, banking it, banking it for some banking rookies. It. I'm banking my rollover minutes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, commercials are so ridiculous. It's
0: good. It's good. Back to the combine, ladies. Yep, where we were combine. The combine. Uh, an article came out today about the fact that they're really evaluating whether or not some of these things are crucial um, in evaluating players, such as the 40-yard dash for offensive linemen.
2: Right. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mike Rodak uh, put up an article on ESPN.com reporting that the NFL will study the data from the combine drills to determine if the drills accurately reflect the type of information the scouts need to assess. Um, I think it's I think it's safe to say that that it doesn't. I mean, I, that's my whole problem with the combine in general is that it's like, oh, okay, how fast can you run in a straight line without anyone trying to tackle you? I I mean I'm, I, that's great, but that's never gonna happen on an actual football field. So I always think that the tape is more important. But um, they're thinking about doing things like like more strength um, type of drills for the linemen as far as like you know, uh, mobility and strength and right. then, um, longer sprints for like the defensive backs that have to, you know, run toe-to-toe with a wide receiver all the way down the field. You know, things like that and I think that would be cool but the problem is is that there are these benchmarks, right? We, we have the 40-yard dash. We all know that Chris Johnson has the fastest 40-yard dash recorded at the Combine yep. and uh, we know what everyone's Combine scores were that are in the league that attended the Combine. Um, so if we don't have those combine things anymore. It's hard to assess, like, compare them to the people that are already in the league. And it's hard to know, okay, well, what what would be a good time then for, you know, uh, a 20-yard dash with people trying to tackle you? Like, what what would that look like? You know, there's a, there are a lot of variables. So, I don't know. What do you guys think?
1: I think that, you know, maybe we should specialize it a little bit more by position, because you're right. Does it really matter... An offensive lineman can run 40 yards. I mean, it's so rare he actually will run <laughs> 40 yards, right? But with that being said, what I, I do think is interesting about the combine is you look at people like um, uh, who's the guy that is coming in from Division three team this year, an offensive lineman. He, oh, yeah. Um, uh-huh. He rocked it. He rocked it. What's his name? His name is, looking for it, looking for it, Allie Marpet, right? hmm Yes. Okay, so you look at some guy like that, and it's like, okay, well, this guy maybe would never have been noticed if he didn't do something incredible, like, did pretty well at the Senior Bowl, and then he comes to the Combine, and because of these things, he, like, dominated everybody. He's probably going to be – he's really moved his way up the rankings, right? Or you look at a guy that's small for his position. Um, I always look to myself, you know, when I played sports, I was really short for an outside hitter in volleyball, 5'8", compared to 6-footers, but with a 30-plus vertical – I was in the game, and, and you know, yes, you could see that on tape, but when you, have to, when you compare numbers against numbers, you'll, it's ways for somebody that maybe is a little bit small for the position to be able to move ahead because they have maybe a really fast 40 or they do really well with a vertical jump or whatnot. That, again, it's not – the tape is what matters, but I don't have a problem with still doing some drills.
0: Well, yeah, and, you know, I, I, that's exactly what the combine is for me, is to see people that you didn't see before people that you saw before but you really you know you get to know them you know and I think that to me is what is exciting that you know JJ J. Nelson's yeah. the fastest at the 40 this year you know but he's only 5'10 you know and it but he still he did really well and so maybe people will look at him in other areas you know like mm-hmm. and I think that's what it's all about yeah. you know it's it's about really um, looking outside those top 10 guys in each position and and making sure people are working out. I think it's just making sure people are staying in shape, you know? uh, It's like, oh, you did have a 4.48 and now it's a 4.57. Why did it go down more than, you know, a second? So I think and you know, that stuff's really, that's why the combine, I like it the old way, I keep it the old way. It's Bond's tradition. You know, that's what it, these guys look forward to doing, the same stuff that the guys before them did and comparing themselves to the Chris Johnson, you know, Des Bryants and stuff. So I think, it's, I think it's fun.
1: Well, and I do think you got to have something, right, Courtney, in the sense that you look at somebody like an Antonio Brown, right, who's 5'10". Not tall in a wide receiver category that now is being completely overtaken by the big, powerful receiver, right? The Brandon Marshalls right. of the world, the Megatrons, the 6'4, six, 6'5 six, guys. And if you sit there and you look at certain people, depending on certain conferences within college, you're like, okay, well, yeah, he outran this guy, but you know he's just in the ACC or whatever. But you put them directly in the combine, you see them up against other big receivers, and they're, run, they're doing their different routes, they're doing their different passing drills, and it's it's a more of a direct comparison than when you only have tape. And sometimes you do need a bit of a comparison. And to be honest with you, part of it's also just for the media day for some of these big guys with like Jameis Winston where we have to go on and on about how his weakness of his throwing or whatever. It's like, really? Really? We all know this isn't going to actually impact where he gets drafted right now. I mean, come on.
2: This yeah, part no, of the hype in the, the off-season, right? Well, you know, it's interesting you said that. Like, actually, um, there was not one tight end at the Combine that was under 6'2". It's crazy. Wow. I mean, the size is such a huge thing now. So, um, yeah. Size I mean, has always I, been important to me, but, I mean, I'm happy.
0: With,
1: <laughs> I mean, this <laughs> is the male beauty pageant. <laughs> I mean, we throw a oh, bunch absolutely. of men in spandex, Right. And ask them to. I love
2: the outfits. So To pants and run the and outfits jump. Outfits are bad. And the outfits are bad. They're not nice. Let's put you in skin tight outfits and, tank and just run and jump. Yep. Run. Tank tops.
1: Run and jump and pump. Yeah. Get wow. our bench presses and <laughs> So good.
2: Yeah, I love. That. I actually
1: really do enjoy. See, the bench press mm-hmm. is actually really fascinating to me.
2: I love it. I don't
1: know why the bench press, but we, there's a big disadvantage for guys with long arms, right? With the bench press because it's really hard right. to get the proper form and to get the lock that you need to get your high counts. But NFL-wise, you want guys with long arms, right? You want these guys to be able to create as much yeah. space as possible. But you know, So you're looking at, oh, well, he did 30 reps. Okay. All right, well, the other guy did 25, but does that really make that much of a difference if the other guy's got more of an arm spread? Like, I mean, no. You want the guy with the long arms.
0: Yeah, right. and I'm sure they all have that equation in their little books when they're looking at it, you know? Um yeah. Which is fine. What well, I which one I don't get is the broad jump, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. when are you ever going to leap like a frog down the you know, down the field? Where I don't like it because you're like jumping to catch balls, you know?
2: Yeah, right. Balls. No, the broad jump is bizarre. Broad it's just totally just... track and field.
1: The only thing I could possibly see the broad jump possibility for is maybe if you're trying to block a punt, maybe you're kinda like a leap and you're like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> right? Maybe I totally. Yeah, that's about I guess.
0: it. Thank you, Ashley. Sure. Thank you for making that okay. relevant. But you know
1: what? <laughs> I, I would applaud any player that all of a sudden stops on like the five yard line and does a broad jump into the end zone.
0: Seriously. That
1: would be awesome.
0: Challenge of twenty fifteen, right? Challenge. There. Her fantasy football is challenging anybody in the NFL who will stop before the end zone and do a large broad jump.
1: Yep. Stop dropping broad.
2: Stop dropping broad. Yep. I like it, Ashley. Yeah. I do wonder. That would be probably my number one question then. If I was an NFL stats guy, I'd be like, okay, what am I supposed to take away from the broad jump?
1: It's literally <laughs> the, that's one I could see if they're evaluating the broad jump. Yeah,
2: that one should go should
1: go first. Shuttle runs important. <laughs> Forty yard dash is important for certain positions. I love the shuttle. run. the shuttle yeah. runs my favorite. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Right, I mean those need to be in the broad jump. I don't get it. The vertical jump is important. The three cone drill is important because that actually shows your mobility, be able to change pace and 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 actually be able to keep your balance. But really the broad jump, like what, what could we substitute the broad for the broad jump? I don't know. Uh, There's gotta be something.
2: I think something that's about tackling. Maybe blocking. I was just feel like there's no there's no yeah yeah
1: yeah. Maybe if we can combine like a biathlon of sorts where you have to like bench <laughs> yeah. somebody, get up, do the three cone drill, do a broad jump, and then do a vertical jump.
0: Yes, actually, now we're talking. Yeah, this is All good. Purpose. I think they should just do a they should do a mud run. They should really do <laughs> they should, mud run. That's nice. <laughs> they should really just
2: talk to us before deciding next mm-hmm. year. Are you kidding? If you're one of those people,
0: yeah. If you're one of those people that
2: is in an outdoor stadium, you do mud runs. Sure, actually applicable, applicable. Very nice. Uh,
0: Well, let's get into the actual players and what they did. We're gonna go by position by position, starting off with most likely the number one pick in the draft,
2: twenty fifteen, quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, it was definitely the Jameis Winston, um, Marcus Mariota, show. I love Mariota for sure. Yeah, I mean that. First of all, they they performed as well as everyone thought they would. Right. So it certainly wasn't, um, you know, just a bunch of you know, talk. It they backed it up with their performances. So, um, all signs are pointing to Jameis Winston being the first pick to Tampa Bay, unless his, let's call them, off-field issues, right, mm-hmm. uh, if they dive into it and are just really freaked out. Now, I'm freaked out, but what Tampa Bay decides to do is kind of their own deal. Uh, it's kind of a perfect than, fit, though, no? Right? I mean... Oh, yeah. it's. I, I think it's a done deal.
1: If the Jets weren't going to get them because the Jets just seem to, like, attract quarterback controversy and nightmares, then why right. not Tampa, Right.
2: Why not? Absolutely. I think it's perfect. So, um, yeah, well, but I do want to remind everyone, listen, last year there were a ton of rookie quarterbacks, and people were really excited for them. And, and they came out, and none of them were really fantasy starters unless you were in a two-quarterback league. And even then you were like, uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater had the highest yards per game, which was 224.5 on average, which was 22nd in the league. And then Derek Carr was the only one that started Week One, so he ended up uh, the season with three thousand two hundred and seventy yards and twenty one touchdowns. I mean, you know, when you are looking at quarterbacks coming out of, you know, college, unless you are in a dynasty league, I just don't suggest ever starting any of them. Yeah, but but,
0: uh, but I would say that you know, Bridgewater and Carr and Bortles they don't have Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson, you know. I mean, he is going into right. a team that does have legit weapons and a great head coach, um, you know. But
2: a defensive-minded head a de- coach. This, yeah. is true. So, like,
0: this is true, but still, I mean. My
1: issue he's
2: gonna for
1: the dynasty, though, is his off-field issues, right? Because if you, if you're in the yeah. dynasty, you're really rolling the dice with somebody. Like, for me, I would rather take – you know Mariota because he doesn't have the off-field issues. They're pretty comparable in talent. Yeah, and it's not as risky because you do have to think long, long term, and longevity with dynasty.
0: Oh, it matters where he's gonna go, though.
1: True. You True. know, Winston's yeah. going
0: into an offense that is ready for a quarterback and ready to go.
2: You know, well, but they don't have a run game. They don't have a great line. No. The line has to get –
0: they do have to draft and do some major free agency on the line. Yeah,
2: I do agree with that. So it's not an an ideal situation, especially with a defensive-minded coach. I just – I don't – I think he's going to need more development than what people think. Right.
1: In fairness, FSU Uh, does have the closest NFL-style play to make him – yeah. More ready than most in yes. terms of quarterbacks coming into the NFL. So right. that is a plus. But you are right. Any rookie quarterback, it's faster. It's bigger. I mean, these linemen can do 40-yard dashes <laughs> like no one's business.
0: You should only see the NFL. The defensive guys, broad <laughs> shots,
1: people. Right? But it is. It's a different ballgame. So, I mean, people can say, yeah. like, oh, but he played FSU. He played FSU. So... That's still college ball. This is pro. You know? So, I mean, it's
2: it's faster. I need to see what Tampa Bay is going to do on all of the fronts where they have holes before I would get excited about James Winston there. It's a free agency. This year. Right, exactly. But that offensive line needs an overhaul. They don't have a run game at all. Uh, so, and they're not going to be able, if they get Jameis Winston at one, they have to wait all the way till, you know, what, pick 64 to, to get a lineman. Uh, you know, they're not going to get a good lineman then. You know what I'm saying? So like, we just have to let that go. Cause all of those offensive linemen go so quick, so quick. So, um, but yeah, I mean, listen, you know, Marcus Mariota, he, you know, he could go to t- Tennessee, you know, some people think that Tennessee really likes Zach, Zach Mettenberger. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't think know Tennessee knows. On
1: that. Tennessee never knows what they like or want or need.
2: I know. They already broke Jake Locker. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. So he might go there. If he doesn't, he'll probably go to the Jets. And I like whoever goes to the Jets. I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time <laughs> believing that Marcus Mariota is going to drop to the Jets. I think that people are going to trade up to get him. But I think the Jets are really interesting because, as you know, I'm maybe the biggest Eric Decker fan maybe on the planet. I just feel like the guy made Tim Tebow look good. He almost hit 1,000 yards with Geno Smith and Michael Vick throwing the ball. Yeah, that is that the is ball. magic. Yeah, I mean, really. So I think that if he gets a decent quarterback, it could be very interesting. So um, depending on what they do in free agency as well, I'm I'm interested in that job. And as far as that is concerned, so basically you know, we know that those are the top two guys. Below that are a bunch of kind of, like, stuff that I don't know if any of them are going to play, to be frank. So, um, uh, what? Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting lost in my, like, cold haze. Cold We're haze. all with me. We're all with, We're me. with you. We're all with me. <laughs> okay, great. So, there's this guy named Brett Hundley. Um, from UCLA, he needs to have a good pro day because he had a lot of buzz going into the combine, and then he didn't throw exceptionally well. And supposedly he has a tough time reading coverages. So I don't know why he had all that buzz anyway. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it, it's it's a very weird thing, but he's going to have to step it up. Gra- Garrett Grayson from Colorado State, one of our homeboys. Home. Yeah. Boys. home. Uh, he had a great tape. He is great with the deep throws and he had a great season, but he's not like the sexy athletic type that's in vogue right now. But I think he might be a nice pickup for like one of those teams that might want a second round quarterback or a third round quarterback. We're talking like the Bills maybe, mm-hmm. you know, someplace. I, I like him. Also, Nick Marshall from Auburn did extremely well on every drill. But here's what's really interesting. He's trying to convert from being a quarterback to a cornerback. Nice.
1: Okay, I like it. Yeah,
2: yeah, which I think is interesting. So, anyway, just putting that out there. And then Bryce Petty. Have you heard about this guy from Baylor? No. He was interviewed. uh, So he's getting a lot of buzz. He engineered a a 21.43 quarter comeback against TCU last year. And, and that's where he kind right. of yeah, I know, saw the game. burst on the scene. Yeah, yeah. So he he's a big leader. Like, everyone really likes his intangibles. He's constantly improving. Um, and then they were like, he, uh, he was interviewed, and he said that he thinks he should be the number one pick. I like that. He's got moxie.
1: They all say they should be number one. They're right? like, like, tell me which guys, like, Let's where say. do these should go in the draft? He's like, you know what? I really feel like I'm like a 42nd pick.
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm yeah. a I mid-second mean, rounder. I just feel really good about it.
2: Yeah, I feel really no, good. I want money. <laughs> I want to be number yeah. one. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Plus, if if you're a quarterback and you don't have at least that, you know, hypothetical ego of, yeah, I'm a right. first-round pick, a team would be like, you don't have confidence if you think that you're the third-best quarterback in this draft. Right. You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I like him, though. Um, have you guys heard of this Brandon Bridge? mm mm-hmm. He came from South South Alabama, which, by the way, he and tight end West Saxton were the first two players from South Alabama to ever get an invite to combine. That's exciting. Very nice. Yeah, so that's really exciting. He's originally from Canada, uh, and he actually had a pretty nice combine. So, um, and then there was an article in the Bleacher Report about Chris Bonner. Have you heard of this guy from Colorado State Pueblo? I'm all about Colorado guys. That's a lot of Colorado. All about it today. He actually wasn't invited to the combine, and people were really surprised because he is uh, six foot seven and a boxer, so he's, like, light on his feet. He's being compared to Joe Flacco. Uh, he's working out like crazy. He's going to be at pro day for San Diego State. But he's someone to watch, and I think if you're in a dynasty league, if he gets picked up late, he would be an interesting late-round guy to hold on to because at that size with that, like, Kind of athletic talent,
1: An agility. I feel mobility. like he'll get
2: a chance somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone will give him a chance. So if you're in one of those like very deep dynasty leagues where you're looking for something where everyone gets drafted, right? You have every single mm-hmm. player possible. I would definitely look at him. I'm I'm very interested in him going in, and, and he has some really good press people. I mean, there's a whole huge article on him. You can see his um, his tape. So he's he's got a little little uh, air behind him. I like it. Yeah. 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 Hey.
0: yeah. Quarterbacks will be interesting. You know, obviously it's the main two, and then it's uh member. Uh, but we'll see. <laughs> I mean, it'll be quick. It'll be quick. What about running backs?
1: Well, I want to say Bran's saying it first. We've had the whole surgence of basketball players at tight end. Bran is now thrown out boxers for quarterbacks.
2: <laughs> yes. Make
1: it happen. Yes. Make, make, make it, it. happen. Happen.
2: <laughs> footwork people. Footwork, footwork. fancy footwork.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, running backs. So this is one of the positions that people say is actually pretty uh, fairly deep this year. And I'm a little surprised because again, maybe the former sprinter in me is a little bit of weirded out by this. But Jeremy Langford was the fastest forty yard dash. I know we've been ragging on the forty yard dash, but it is certainly a matrix for running backs, right? Because once you break out in the open field, you need to be able to run. Was a four point yeah, four true. two, which I find odd, as the fastest ever was Chris Johnson at four point two four, which is a huge difference. People don't know there's a big, 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 big difference between four point two four and four point four two. So yeah, you know, four
2: point two four is not human. It's not human, But
1: honestly, like, when you talk about, like, the <laughs> fastest guys, they're in, like, the 4.3 range, right? 4.3 is usually like 4.33 3 or whatever. Um, I, think, I think, what, did Nelson do a 4.33 3 this year? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was 4.33, yeah. 3, yeah. Um, so, 4.42 as the fastest. The fastest. And then, it, what's weird is, what, the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5th guy down ran at 4.5. 4.5 is, like, not, a, not considered even really fast. So, I find this very interesting. But... Anyway, on to the actual players. What I did like is, oh. my what my favorite thing is, because we talked a little about drills, is actually the off-tackle um, reaction drill. This is actually useful. So, like we were saying, they're evaluating just the general te- one's drills that everybody has to do. But then they break into their positions, right? And these are where the more important drills happen, because this is where it gets a bit more detail-oriented for what they actually need to evaluate. So, like, in this case, they do, like, a two-point stance, they take a ball from a coach. They run over some, you know, different group of bags, and then there's a guy standing there with this kind of, such a kind of like a body bag, and he moves it one way, and you have to run the opposite direction, and then accelerate down the field. And so, to me, this is an actual useful drill to evaluate a running back. Again, more so than the broad jump. Just saying. But this is kind of the broad similar jump to the Gatorade. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I'm telling you, stop <laughs> dropping broad into the end zone. This is also kind of a two man hunt though, right? In terms of running backs, similar to quarterbacks, really is coming down to Todd Gurley, and then um, Melvin Gordon. These are kind of your top two guys. So Todd Gurley's out of Georgia. Um, he didn't really he didn't participate in the combine, which is interesting. So you may remember him. he basically he tore his ACL after coming back from a two game suspension. He was part of that whole sports memorabilia scandal. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah. So. So, that, so that was him. So, I mean, he technically would have been in, like, that kind of Heisman talk, but nothing really came of it over, you know, 20 CL suspensions, so that didn't really happen. But because of injuries, and in, you know, and other running backs in Georgia, which is actually interesting, Gurley only played 40% of offensive snaps, which is kind of odd as he's basically considered one of the top guys in the league. Yeah. But in this day and age, and we're talking about overworking people like DeMarco Murray and whatnot, that actually might be advantageous to teams when they're looking at him. In terms of the wear and tear, right, yeah. right. which is really interesting because he's still, you know, is, is one of the highest rushing running backs for Georgia, and Georgia is for always been known as a running back powerhouse school, right. So, it's a really interesting situation, but when it came to the combine, Gurley reportedly wouldn't let the team doctors check his knee out. Which is interesting, right? So they do these medical yeah. checks. And what's weird about it is that he's gonna have to do a medical check. And now you're just kinda putting like weird suspicions into their mind, right? So either he must really not be close to ready to where he needs to be and he's just hoping to buy himself a little bit more time, um, thinking that if he didn't check out as much as he would like here, that then his stock would drop drop and he's like, I just need a few more weeks and maybe I'm gonna heal I don't know. So there is a little bit of interesting talk there. Or he's like totally
0: ready to go, and he's embarrassed of his performance. We
1: well, like, didn't even perform at the combine.
0: Uh, your knee looks good, man. Why aren't you? Yeah, why aren't you playing? Play?
1: <laughs> uh, what's going on, buddy? Mm. Uh, but he's still considered one of the top players to to go into in, in terms of the running back. Now Melvin Gordon is the other one. He's out of Wisconsin. Six foot one, two hundred fifteen pound guy. He's a big guy. Again, running a four point five two forty, not impressed. Not impressed. But <laughs> uh, he's he's technically considered a who probably will go first over Gurley, and the only real kind of issue with him is he's not very good at pass catching, and he's also not very good at pass protection, which isn't as important per se in college, but incredibly, incredibly important mm-hmm. in the NFL.
2: Yeah, you can't play for the Broncos.
1: No, <laughs> no, no, you
2: can't. <laughs> Certainly not. No, you cannot.
1: <laughs> but he's incredibly talented. The guy had like seven point six yards per carry in his last two seasons at Wisconsin.
2: You know. Oh, yeah, he also had that like game where he like broke the records. Crazy, and then yeah. The, like yeah. Crazy, crazy game. Yeah, All I mean records.
1: he's he's insane, um, yeah. and he's got really great vision in the field, which is incredibly important. He can find holes. He's. Nimble, he's shifty, um, he's he's really good. But another issue here is that nineteen two points per, sorry nineteen point two percent of his carries resulted in zero yards or a loss. Yeah. Bad stat. Bad stat. But you know what? Can he do? He was the runner up for the Heisman Trophy. People clearly aren't that concerned. Yeah. He probably will be the first running back to go. So don't be surprised with that. And he's got a really great laid back personality. The game you're thinking of, Baron, is Nebraska, where he rushed for 408 yards in one game.
2: Right, yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like,
2: that was unbelievable. Crazy,
1: crazy. So he'll be yeah. the first to go. It's really kind of a game between him and Gurley in terms of who's yeah. going to go next. Um, other runners, potential like Duke Johnson, he's from Miami. Um, Jay Ajayi, I want to say is how you say his name Ajayi, Ajayi. There we go. Um, He kind of compares himself to a Marshawn Lynch because he's an incredibly powerful runner. And he's the kind of guy that's hard to tackle, hard to get down. Um, And then I actually like a guy named Tevin Coleman. He's out of Indiana. Small, 5'11", 206 pounds, a lot of weight for a 5'11 frame. Um, He had 15 touchdowns, averaging 7.5 yards per carry. I like him. Half of Coleman's 28-yard touchdowns were for a 40-plus-yard gain. So, again, for me, this means he can get open in the field. He can break off. That's incredibly important. Now, he did not participate in on-field workouts at the actual scouting combine because of injury. But he did some of the, you know, the bench work. So, he, he got out there, did some good stuff. Um, but he's one of the few players at the 18th only to have a 2,000-yard season, which is great. And what was the most important thing for me here, which I know is a little crazy, is that he did it with a broken toe for majority of the games, which... it's nuts when you're in a running back position your toe is your stability right this is what's the ability to break off to be able to be agile to be able to break through the holes your toe is as people laugh about turf toe and whatnot it's incredibly important so the fact that this guy is able to put up two thousand yard games with a broken toe and still play these games shows durability which is always an issue when it comes to running back so i really like him as well um, and there's some other guys out there, Buck Allen's out there from USC, David Johnson from Northern Iowa, but really those are the guys that you're focusing on, um, and that's who's going to really be in the pick. Now again, we don't, I don't promote per se rookie running backs; they don't seem to do well for you per se. Um, but we're going to have to wait I like and rookie see. Rookie running backs. Who was a good rookie I running think- back last year? <coughs> uh, Bishop, thank you. Don't get me started, Ryan. <laughs> Don't get me started. No, last started. year, though,
2: remember, they didn't even have a running back go in the first round. I mean, like, Yeah. Or, or, or even in the second. It wasn't a running back year. But the year before. Eddie Lacy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, uh, Alfred Morris. A lot of them do well the first year. But it's all about where you it's land. It's
1: where you land, right? And I think and these it guys has- aren't going to land a team – that's gonna that's gonna warrant you picking a high draft pick for him is what I'm gonna say here. I don't have a problem with you picking them up in terms yeah. of like a guy that should be your you know third string guy, second string guy. I think you can wait on that. And again, I'm just not impressed with these four or five numbers, four point five. I mean, just come on.
2: Nope. Yeah.
1: Come on. No,
2: I'd agree with
0: that. There are several wide receivers that had very nice forties. I will have to say, uh, yeah. Uh, I felt like the wide receivers, they really showed up. They really I thought they did really well. Um, I'll start off with the most controversial. Doriel. <laughs> Green Beckham. Ah uh, the Jameis Winston of, of wide receivers this year.
2: Oh, Us. no one wants to be that. Uh, that's what I was say. <laughs> Nobody wants to be compared nope. to him, but that's what people nope. are
0: saying, and it's not fair. He likes marijuana. Bad. He's not you know He doesn't like Winston. crab legs. He's not Winston. He's not, you know, him. He just likes Mm -hmm. marijuana. So he too is a big off the field issue. And it's not just like Winston where he missed a half a game. It's, you know, he missed last year. Um (laughs) so uh are we looking at gordon point two right he did play for missouri got transferred to oklahoma and then oklahoma decided just not to play him um he was arrested in 2010 then again in 2014 um 2014 he had a pound of marijuana in his in the vehicle that is
1: so obscene a pound of (laughs) marijuana
2: right right I mean, I'm going to Jamaica next week. Yeah, it's not. It's not
0: Dwayne. So, it's not rainbow you know. smoking kidding. a joint. It's like a it's pound of narrowing. a pound. It's
1: right. That's crazy.
0: And it's second offense. That's, his first one was when he was a freshman. So, oh. it was the second second arrest for it. So, so
1: let me ask you, corn. Does anyone take you know take a flyer on him?
0: Well, with the whole oh, Josh yeah. Gordon thing, you know, it really it does make it a harder choice because, again, it's just marijuana, you know. If Winston can go number one overall, why can't Beckham, Green Beckham, be, be drafted, you know, uh, higher than, you know. Than well, I do the love
1: you the part of the combine, right, is press – conferences and meetings they want to see how these guys can handle these questions and being drilled right? like this is literally also a part of the combine which is so fascinating to me and they're like oh he really responded well he really responded well and i'm like he's had months to prepare a statement i would certainly hope he could say the past is the past i'm looking to the future great (laughs) great i'm
2: just gonna way to really handle that yeah i mean
0: what Come you can't on. overlook is that he's 6'5", 237 yeah. pounds. He's a big, like a big guy. Yeah, I mean, there's no question that he Perfection. is legit. He had And he did well. He didn't look like he had a yep. whole year off. I mean, he did well. He did I well. I mean, I would draft him. I would feel like it, it would be a steal to get him where you can get him. Because he, is, he could be one of these freaks, you know. And to get him for a little less money, I mean. But
1: Josh Gordon's a freak who's not going to play next year.
0: That's right. And, and that's true. For Dynasty, I would be It's That's true. Dynasty, I could see maybe. <sighs> I would be iffy to draft him because there is the possibility. He might not be playing a whole year. It is possible now. Rumors that Seattle wants him. Well, that's going to be even worse if he goes to Seattle or Denver, oh where it's legal,
2: right? So le- yeah. like he's like <laughs> in kosher.
0: and he just like, um, you know, and then just oh, and fails man. a drug test for the NFL. I mean, it doesn't matter if he gets pulled over with you know weed because it's fine, oh. but he would get in trouble with the NFL. I mean, it's so, such he, a good point,
1: Courtney. Why send him to like a playground of pot?
0: Right. Yeah, oh, exactly. Man. I mean, so we'll mean. S- yeah. And we'll s- I mean, it's kind of setting him up for failure. I, I think. Um,
1: Do you think they'll make Russell Wilson like his mentor? And he can just like whisper to him like,
0: don't smoke the weed.
1: Jesus. He's really good at whispering. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Um. I don't know. I mean, I, I, maybe, I, you know, Russell's a good guy. And maybe that's exactly what... That's
1: what I'm saying. Kind of they may means. be thinking that they'll mentor yeah. him up with somebody that...
0: Yeah, I mean, Pete Carroll, I mean, I don't know if that's the coach you P- want to have. Pete Carroll I mean,
1: loves projects, though. He
2: loves projects. Yeah, it's true. And, yeah, they, so and they need a wide receiver. He also thinks they should make... Yeah. Pete Carroll also thinks that uh, that they should take away the rules against marijuana. Well, of course he does. I'm sure he smokes.
1: <laughs> well, it's one of those weird things where it's considered... Because I'm like, how is it a performance enhancer, right? And the logic yeah, just, is what? That you're more relaxed, so you're less likely to, I think, like... I want to say, like, strain a muscle. I believe this is what I have heard. Oh, I'm like, I hate hate feel like life. this is far-fetched. Um, this is... nobody's way to
2: handle pain. It's not really... It's, it's the same thing as that... Remember that antler... Uh, deer antler or what have you? No. Remember that people thought that um, Ray Lewis was using this like antler? It's, it's organic, but it's considered a performance-enhancing drug. But really what it is is that it's a way to, to mediate pain. And that's what marijuana is too. Yeah, and in fact, absolutely. actually, Pete Carroll said that they need to do research about maybe that would be a good thing for concussions, for sore muscles, for sure. you know the aches and the pains that you have. So you know, so it's not really like performance enhancing like that. I've literally but heard that it
1: relaxes you, which is it what heals makes it you. Enhancing. It
2: doesn't
0: improve
2: you; it heals yeah.
1: you. <laughs> but I would argue, cortisone also is the anti inflammatory that takes pain okay. away that you're yeah. to shoot up at free will in the locker room at halftime. I mean I agree. It needs to, it needs to be looked at. And the problem is it's not legal everywhere yet. So you the NFL certainly right. can't say,
0: Yep, good all good in our book. Right, no. No. But P. Carroll's trying to do what he can do. Maybe it's for Green yeah. maybe it's for Green Beckham. Who knows? But uh I do like him. He is huge. He's athletic. Um, you know, if he can deal with not getting arrested and making dumb choices, I'm into it. I'm you awesome know, I'm into it. Kevin White from West Virginia, man, this guy is fast. he had a four point three yeah. five forty um which put him tied for third place overall or for wide receivers, but he, he was or er, but yeah, for wide what? receivers, excuse me. But he <laughs> uh he was the top wide receiver for the forty out of like legit legit wide receivers. People are that they're actually gonna like draft in the first couple of rounds. Um, so you know, I think he just went up and up. So it really yeah. was I think everybody knew what wide receivers could do. It was just like how is it going to how much is it going to improve them? Um in the draft. So, and, you know, I just want to – J.J. Nelson, let's just throw it out there. Fastest 40, you know, it's very exciting. He's the fastest man Congrats. this year. Um, he's still 5'10", and appears not to prefer contact, which is kind of a big deal in the NFL. Um, so that could be a problem. Uh, he doesn't really like blocking or, like, touching other people.
2: Um.
0: But he I don't either,
2: J.J. I <laughs> yeah. don't either. Yeah. I, mean, I agree. That's he's little. He is
0: little, too. I mean, he seems very petite. Uh,
1: well, but- if you don't like contacting co- I'm sorry, in college ball, he's going to really hate it when he's got NFL-sized guys yeah. contacting him and tackling yeah, him absolutely. and pushing him up I'd, off the line. Mm.
2: Yeah, I'd prefer if you wouldn't hit me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I guess okay, but yeah, if you could give me my five yards, that's great
0: sideline receiver, you know, just catch the ball, run out, you know, I guess that could be his thing. <laughs> uh, bye bye. Bye bye. Um, but I know people are really looking more in uh, special teams, you know, punt returns and such, because he, he can catch the ball and he's fast. So, um,
1: you want to so talk about
2: getting laid out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I, I mean, mean. you <laughs> I don't like contact. But I want someone. I want a yeah. whole team. Just yep.
1: Like I want to be the main person everyone is it's looking at when like, they're running yeah, at me. it's different
2: for him just to get laid out, but
0: like for him to be a receiver <laughs> and like block people, get in people's way so they can open up other receivers, the tight end, and move move things around for the running right. back. That's what he's not like into. Yeah, or very. I good feel at. like
1: that's something he's gonna have to work on on his pro day, right? So like the combine's the first step, right? And then, and then the next thing comes is the pro day. And so that's something he's probably going to have to overcome at the pro day with coaches. Because nobody's going to want to draft a guy that openly says, I don't like contact.
0: Well, it's very possible that J.J. Nelson might not be drafted. So, um, yeah. I mean, his pro day has to be really uh, good. But his, but his combine was really good. I mean, he was the fastest man. Fastest man. Uh, Chris
2: Conley. I just kind of feel like, I got to feel like I don't like outlook, but it's part of my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. You know, at a certain point, it's like okay, but what does bringing up not liking Outlook have to do with anything? It's not gonna help. So mm-hmm. just get over. You don't like contact. I'm sorry. This is that's your job. It's <laughs> My job is Outlook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. we have we have different pains.
0: Uh, Chris Conley out of Georgia. Uh, he showed up. You know, he showed yeah, up. That he did. proved to everybody yeah. that he should be on everybody's radar. Four point three five on his forty and a forty five inch vertical jump. Uh, you know, for, that
1: was like, the, the forty five inch vertical jump was a crazy one to me. I was like,
0: "Whoa, yeah, yeah that he, is, that's a big." But it wasn't even that. Jump. Like in the other drills, he just was very impressive. He just looked NFL ready. You know, on point. He was on point. I mean, it, for me looking at him as an NFL coach, I'd be like. This is this is legit. This is kind of a dream scenario here with Chris and um, I meant it. I'm I I like looking at those drills. You're right, Ashley. It's it's the drills that are specified for your uh, division, or your position that really can make and break you. You know, especially those offensive and defensive linemen. They're like just oh, I love the one where they're like forth. they're
1: on the ground and they have to roll up real quick and like uh.
0: ah. Yeah, they're so really good. good ones, and they're tank tops. You know, 350 pounds. It's my
2: favorite. Uh, <laughs> let's get to tight ends. Oh man, once again, there's there's one guy who definitely is at the top, and it's Max Williams from the University of Minnesota. Yep, Golden Gophers. Minnesota, hats off to thee. Um, his name is Max with two X's. Love it. This Saucy. will be important later. Yeah, exactly. Had a very nice combine. He definitely is the number one tight end. He looks like he could be Andy Dalton's brother, uh, but supposedly he's arrogant. I like now, that. A. You can't name a kid Max with two X's and not expect him to be arrogant. It's just it's the way it yeah. is. So, um but if someone in the NFL thinks you're full of yourself, that's that's hilarious. saying something. <laughs> Before they really
1: know you and they're like, this guy's (laughs) really cocky.
0: I think if I was scouting tight ends, I would be thinking, could this be the next Max to remember? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, or is this going to be the next Hernandez? You know, you got to, like, try to find the balance. You really
2: do, but I could and argue it
0: could it could be Max with three X's, the triple X version of triple Max. X. <laughs> X,
1: triple, triple X Max. Max. But in a position that gets a little maybe shadowed in something like the combine, may, maybe this has been a really interesting way to set himself apart.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, his dad played for the NFL. He was a center. His name was Brian Williams. Um, and you know they do say that, that guys that have you know former NFL playing you know dads or family members are usually more confident. So he's right there, and frankly, he proved it. He did a he did a great job. He's six foot four, two hundred forty nine pounds. He's a pass catching tight end, but he can also block. Wow. So key perfect. Your dynasty league. He's a definite pickup. But once again, tight ends as rookies. Bad news. Just don't do it. But, if you're in Dynasty, it's fine. Clive Wolford was, you know, he kind of went in. Everyone really liked him at first. uh, And then he just was sluggish. Like what we're talking about with, like, the drills. Right. It was almost like he was kind of like, you know. So, he's going to have to have a great pro day. He's a really good blocker. But, um, I I don't think he's fantasy worthy. and, And I think he really hurt himself. So, um... That really hurt himself, because he's still one of the top guys, but this isn't a great tight end class. Also, for name of the year, Roy Busta Anderson. Woo! Busta!
0: The tight ends. Maybe this, maybe this draft will be rebooting tight ends, and tight ends will oh. matter again.
2: <laughs> That's right. At least their names will. <laughs> At least they be so, fun to talk yeah. about. <laughs> He's from South Carolina. He's big. He's fast. He can catch the ball. And then he has a long, sad, sad history of a recurring tricep injury. Mm. So Don't
1: that's love that. sad. Don't love that. Don't love that.
2: Sorry, Busta. And Nick O'Leary from Florida State, tough. He's a competitor. He can block. He'd be a great fit with a team that wants a tight end to block and roll out to catch, like, the occasional pass. But he, he almost never drops the ball, but he's not, like, some guy that's going to Be running down the field, or he doesn't really break open. uh, But he's, you know, kind of like Heath Miller.
1: Heath Miller, does he have virtually no fantasy value? But obviously, blocking tight ends are incredibly important for actual real football. For teeth. real football, (laughs) very important, very very important. Maybe kind of like a Brent Selleck, whose primary role is to block, and then maybe catches a short touchdown.
2: Right, and and then and, and he doesn't drop it. You know, so he can be depended upon, but like, yeah, you're either going to get zero points or 15 points. Right, right. And he will drive you crazy. Right. And his name is Nick O'Leary, just so that you remember Nick (laughs) O'Leary. He (laughs) will
1: drive you nuts. You're
2: the one. You're the one. (laughs) Jeff Huberman from Ohio State has a lot of buzz around this player. He's fast, he's a leader, he's a great pass catcher, he's six foot five, Um, but he's just not the blocking type.
1: Gotta be able to block. You have to be able to block, in the NFL.
2: Yeah, so it, it's it's kind of gone downhill with it because people are like, you gotta, you gotta do this. Sorry, um, you have to take pro day. Yeah, Ben Koyak though is the one that I'm most interested in. He's from Notre Dame, and Notre Dame didn't really use him. Okay, so that's not his fault. It just they don't you know do a whole lot of you know passes to the tight ends, but he he's he did well at the combine. He they don't. Um, He's six foot five, you know, all the good stuff, you know, but he's green. But he has a lot of potential. So I feel like he might be one of those guys that they get in the later rounds, but he, he could make an impact a couple years from now. And then, um, yeah, so, but I did want to tell you so, uh, just as a reminder, Jimmy Graham, his rookie year, only had 356 total yards and five touchdowns. No one here is Jimmy Graham. (laughs) But what I would say is I actually don't mind this guy's green, right? Because you look
1: at some of these guys like the Jimmy Grahams, the Julius Thomases who played basketball and kind of end end of college fell into football, right? So I don't don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. If he's got the physical skills, this. this is a great example of where combines are important, right? So you can see the actual physicality of this guy and say, okay, I can mold him. I can mold this to what I need it to be.
0: I will say, yeah, if, if the Broncos take a tight end and and Julius is no longer with them, uh, no. that is that is a tight end that w- I would feel confident in, in drafting as my second tight end because it's a tight end quarterback, or, or excuse me, uh, coach. It's a quarterback who likes to use his tight ends, and... You know, it's an already built offense, so I wouldn't. I would feel okay in that situation.
2: You know, to draft whoever the Broncos. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think for sure, especially if it's Mr. Green, Mr. Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 We're gonna Koyak Koyak. or Green. You're Green. Uh, I think. Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, definitely the Broncos need a tight end. There's no doubt about it. I think they're probably going to try to get one of these, like, top guys. But, I, you know, I don't know. I, I like the kind of green. But, um, you know, we'll see. I would say, you know, Rob Gronkowski, though, did have a decent rookie season. He had 546 yards, but he had 10 touchdowns. So... Um, that's kind of the best you can hope for. Yeah, it's like with, with tight ends. And tight ends aren't good anyway, like right. as a position. <laughs> right. For fantasy. <laughs> right. As you guys know. And for fantasy they're just so hard to to nail down. So but you know, last year Eric Ebron, Jason Morrow, all those guys, it, like none of them panned out fantasy wise. Lot, so lot there's the always
1: party. hype around these guys and it yeah. so rarely pans
2: out. For whatever reason, it takes a long time for tight ends to transition to the NFL for fantasy purposes. So I, I, I would just say, hold off, but but these are interesting people. Well, I
1: think part of that is because of the position. There has to be really good chemistry for a tight end with not only yeah. your receiving core, but also with the line. Because a lot of times your tight end serves as an addition to the line, right? In those blocking schemes, exactly. in those blocking plays, where he has to have a synergy with... More players on the team, or more units as a whole, than most, and so I and I think a lot of times teams haven't figured out exactly how much they want to incorporate tight end.
2: It's just a position that's kind of like an afterthought. Yeah. It seems like, and that's why, like Courtney said, I think that whoever the Broncos draft, go for it. Other than that. Mm-hmm. Because the Broncos have a very specific need. Yes. And, and they have to have a tight end. It's yeah. not optional for them. Yeah.
0: yeah. And Kubiak, Kubiak loves tight ends. So, yeah. Defense. You know, I, I, it's the cornerbacks for me. I'm going to talk about all the cornerbacks. Oh, yeah. Uh, Byron Jones. Man. What? He was the yeah. biggest, like, story out of the combine for yep. me. The man set a wo- world record. In the broad jump, which we don't care about, but it's <laughs> Back still to the broad. Amazing. Back to the broad. 12 feet, 3 inches. What? That is 8 inches more than ever before at the Combine. 8 inches. Yeah. It that's, wasn't like he just, how, like, beat it. He demolished insane. the record. He demolished the record. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. And then 44 and a half inches vertical jump. I mean, the guy, if, if you could see him, it's like, he jumps his full length of his body this. it's just like it's out of control. This man has legs like crazy. Um he didn't run the 40 cuz he's recovering from surgery um but on his pro day he will be I'm sure running the 40. So it I, I can only Do you even mean, really
1: care with a with I do 12, was it 12 I want broad him jump? to
0: get a 4.2 whatever. To he, yeah, Chris he will. But how crazy would that be? <laughs> It's just, it
1: was insane. I've watched the jump like multiple times. Because you know the thing that of course struck me? I was like, wow, that was really good form. Because he tucked his knees in so high to get that extra. Because he can jump, because he does have a 44 and a half inch vertical. Because a lot of the broad jump is actually the height as well to be able to get the distance, right? So he had such good form. I was like, oh, that's so pretty. That was a pretty broad (laughs) jump. It really was. was...
2: Maybe he should get into track and field.
1: He probably (laughs) did do track and field. Of course he did track and field at some point.
2: He's, Maybe he could be an Olympian. Listen, I, I,
0: whoever lands him is a lucky person because I, he's, he's an athlete. He's That's what you athlete. want. That's an he's athlete. That's an athlete. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on. H- higher than LeBron James, you guys. I mean, just I just want to say that longer <laughs> than LeBron James. All right, and we all know LeBron is a freak in his in the NBA. So I, I'm into it. Another another cornerback who I just love is Trey Wayne's from Michigan yeah. Um, You know everybody knew he was going to be up there in the first round, but didn't know exactly where. And then he runs a four point three one in the forty, um, and then he benched amazing too. Like he was crazy strong, um, so as, and he's handsome, uh, but <laughs> that's beside the point. Uh, he's gonna go up there, and again, you know, defense win championships, and so there's a lot
1: that, of teams in need of a corner. So absolutely,
0: yeah. 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 Uh, as a Broncos fan, I hope it's not to, you know, any of our uh, biggest competition, KC, San Diego. If the Oakland gets him, that's
2: fine. But
0: um... <laughs> Oakland.
2: <laughs> oh, poor Raiders. <laughs> He's, you guys heard that the Raiders in San Diego are possibly going to share the I know. It's crazy. I can't. It's rid- ridiculous. Sorry.
0: So nuts. So d- Ridunculous. So nuts. Uh, Jalen Collins, Ugh. another cornerback. His 40 was great. Uh, he was catching <laughs> balls like crazy. Um, another one of these guys that just very versatile. You know, he's a threat on Yeah, the he's field. making some
1: crazy like Odell Beckham style catches, just like. You know,
0: yeah, just some like really good catches. You know, out of good LSU, hand, very good
1: hands yeah. out of him.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, there's several, Ronald Darby from Florida State. Uh, he's amazing. It's just there's several guys coming out that are cornerbacks that are just really good. So I'm excited. This is gonna be a fun 2015 draft. Um, which I just saw draft day for the first time, two days ago. You did. I did. I did. And uh, I liked it. <laughs> I actually liked it too. You did. I liked, I liked it. it more you didn't than like it. I thought it. I would. Yeah. No. I, thought I haven't it was seen it. Uh,
2: no. I, I, I cried. It. I just thought it was like. <laughs> you cried. <laughs>
0: I did when he drafted
2: uh, Devante or whatever, like right <laughs> That was sweet. That actor's really good. I really like him.
0: He is good. He was really good. And I, I didn't know that Arian Foster was in it. Yes. My husband would not believe me that it was him. He's like, no way, that's not him. Because he's never really seen him without the beard. And I was like, honey, oh. it's him. No way. No way. No way. I had to, like, pull up the, you know, the, um, the cast and everything on the internet to show him, yes, honey, see, same person, it's Arian Foster. And he was good, too, with his three lines.
2: It was, in yeah. general, it was a good, I was. it was nice. I'm excited for this I just, draft, though. I just didn't like that the, like, one woman is, of course, sleeping with the general manager. See, and I didn't right. mind that. But it's supposed to be a true married story married no? to her job. No, it's not a true story. Oh, it's
1: no. not? That person no. actually, oh, well, that's tacky. No. That's tacky.
0: No, I think she's married to her <laughs> job. She has, she has no life. She's just as focused on her job. And... Everybody knows that you're just focused on your job. You tend to date people within your job, right? I mean, that just kind of happens because that's the only people you ever see. Makes sense to me. It's Kevin Costner. I would date him, <laughs> I would have his baby.
1: I need to see draft day to weigh in on this one. <laughs> I need to see the movie.
0: You got to see it. You got to see it. Did you see Carson jumping out of his seat? No, I didn't. That's right. Brandon's husband was yeah. in the movie. Yeah. That's crazy. I got re- to re-watch it now.
2: When, when was the scene? At the draft. So at the draft at the, like, at the yeah. beginning? At the draft itself. Yeah, when, like, they're doing crowd. When you see the crowd, you see him jump up.
1: Panning in crowd.
2: Oh, fun. That's exciting.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Well, well, it was a good show, you guys. The Combine was exciting. Uh, free agency starts. On March seventh, coaches can start talking. After four p.m. Eastern time, the first trades will be done. So it'll be awesome. We will do a show on March 11th or March twelfth. Excuse me, about all the NFL news. There's lots. Vince Yen's
2: back. Oh, wow. Lots and lots. Um,
0: and uh, about free agency. So until then, you guys make sure you hop over to Block Talk Radio backslash Her Fantasy Football and subscribe to us on iTunes as well. And on HerFantasyFootball.com, we're still doing articles, you guys. So keep yourself updated with us. Subscribe to us so you can hear what we're doing. And chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. Until next time, everybody, no more faking it.